You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dear baptized saints, and especially Eric, we would rejoice with you in remembrance of your baptism and when we were brought into God's family. Now it is good and important for us to be mindful of our baptisms. Because it's through the act of baptism that God makes himself our father. Outside of the faith and the family of God, even gospel promises are condemning. The message Jesus has for us today could be and is very condemning. But praise be to God that because we are baptized children, this lesson is good news for us. In our baptisms, our eyes are open so that we can see that Jesus is our master. And the best thing that we can have is Jesus as our master. Now, Jesus tells us right off the bat that no one can serve two masters. In this, Jesus is telling us that he will be second to nothing. Jesus wants our confidence and our hope to be in Him. This demand is not an unfair demand because Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 5 that your Father in heaven makes His Son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. When Jesus is saying this, He is saying that He is the Master of all. Now, people may serve other masters, but what they don't know is that these other things that they're serving come from the true master. People may not recognize Jesus as their true master now, but there will come a day, as St. Paul tells us, that even these people will bow down and confess that Jesus is Lord. Now, we've heard it said that actions speak louder than words. And that there is some truth in this statement. Because this is exactly what Jesus means when he says serve. Our actions will illustrate what, our, what master we are serving. Jesus says, we will hate the one and love the other. Or we will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Whenever we sacrifice our faith for our job or for money, we're choosing the wrong master. Jesus says it's more important to serve God and his commandments than it is to serve money. Now, this might hurt a little, but according to Jesus... We're choosing the wrong master if we repeatedly skip church for work or for money for the benefit of financial gain. If Jesus is our master as he demands, then if we do have to work on a Sunday when our master comes to us, we will despise our job. We might not quit this job, but we will hate the fact that we had to miss the service when our Lord came. 
The opposite is also true. When Paul says we should not forsake the assembling of the saints and we despise the messenger or the church for saying that we should be there, we have made money our master. So so what happens when we make money and the things of this world our master? Well, what happens is we never have rest. We are constantly chasing things that never satisfy. This is why most of the rich people never have enough. They work so hard to get all that they have, and that's never enough. And even when they do get what they think is enough, they work really, they work double hard to try and protect it, to try and keep it. A common reason that uh, rich people give to charities is just for a tax write-off. They would rather give their money away than to have the government come in and take it. They would rather willingly give it away than for somebody to take it from them. Now, the rich aren't the only ones guilty of this sin. How often do middle-class people take an overtime day on a Sunday or maybe skip a family event for an extra dollar. Now, some of us may be good at even preventing something like this from happening. But how about if our company demands that we deny our faith or if they tell us to be quiet about Jesus and not to speak up? How often... Are we guilty of striving to get more rather than being happy with what the Lord has given us? If the things of the world are our masters, then those masters will never stop making demands. Now, Jesus, on the other hand, he makes one demand, and that's it. He tells us all we have to do is make him our master. Now, this, this shouldn't seem strange to us because parents, you don't have to demand for your kids to recognize you as their parents. They just know it because you are their parent. So the only time you would have to tell them, demand them that you are their parent was if they were denying it. So it is with the Lord. He is our master, and the only reason he demands that we recognize it is because often we don't believe it. With recognition that Jesus is our Lord comes great peace of mind. Jesus says, Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body. We don't need to be anxious about these things. Because Jesus is the Lord of everything. And He promises to give us all that we need. He provides for the birds, the lilies, and the grass. So, if He provides for these things, and they're not running around in a panic, wondering where they're going to get their next meal or what they need, then why do we? Now, here our Lord's being a little sarcastic. 
Because if the creatures of this world don't worry and depend on God, then how silly is it for us to run around worrying, serving the things of this world? Jesus tells us that the Gentiles seek after these things. When he says this, he's talking about those who aren't his people. The unbelievers seek after these things. Believers don't need to seek and serve these things because they know that the Lord will give it to them. Then Jesus increases our confidence even more when he asks us, Are you not of more value than these? Jesus tells us that he provides for the things of this world, even though he didn't die for them. He provides for the birds, but he didn't die for them. The lilies and the grass, he provides for those things, but he didn't spill a drop of blood for them. He died on the cross for us. He suffered the wrath of the Father to save us from destruction. So when we see the things of this world being cared for, we can know that we are of much more value. And it's exactly because he died for us why we are of more value than these things. Because the price paid for us, we can't even comprehend. How can you put a price on the blood of God? Because Jesus didn't withhold this and gave himself gladly for us, we are the most valuable things on this earth. So now, how many of us, if we owned a priceless possession, something that we would even almost be willing to die for to protect, would we ever just throw it in the garage, throw a blanket over it, or even not a blanket, just leave it open for the dust, for the rats to get to? No, we wouldn't do that. So if we wouldn't do that with our priceless possessions, we can be confident that he will take care of of all the needs we have in this world. Jesus then tells us, after calling us people of little faith, that if we have to worry, we should worry about the kingdom of God and His righteousness. This is also what He means when He says, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. To worry about the kingdom of God and righteousness will consume our day. If we have to worry about getting into heaven and avoiding sin, we won't have time to think about these other things. We won't have time to think about food or clothing because all we'll be able to focus on is the uh, things of the kingdom of God. And this is so wonderful. (laughs) What an amazing Lord we have because he tells us, fine, fine. If you have to worry... Worry about something you don't need to worry about. Jesus knows that we will have the kingdom and his righteousness because of his death on the cross. See, what he's doing here, he's diverting our attention. He is so kind because he knows that if we worry and focus on the things of this world, we will be led to despair and sorrow. 
But if we focus on the kingdom and his righteousness, who are we going to see? We'll find him. We're going to see him. He is sending us on a path of worry where we will find him at the end. And he himself can be there to comfort us. He is at the end showing us that he is the end. He's the end of fretting. He is the end of worry. He is the end of suffering. And he is the end of death. This is the baptismal life. As baptized saints, we don't have to worry about anything. We have been bought by the blood of Christ. In our baptisms, we are given a value of which we can't even define. Jesus is our master, and to serve our master, all we have to do is trust what he has done. He has done all things for us, and he gives us all, he gives all things needful to us. He even knows that we will worry. So he tells us how to worry so that he can comfort us. Jesus tells us, if we want to worry, then fine. Fine. We can worry. We can worry about the things he's already done for us. We can and should worry about forgiveness. It's very important. But Jesus knows this is something he's already granted us. We can worry about righteousness, and we should. This is something he's already given us. We can worry about getting to heaven, a place that he's already promised us. We can worry about death, something he's already overcome for us. If we want to worry, we are free to worry. Worry about all the things he's already given us. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 830 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 930 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.